Do you guys, do you guys hear that? Nothing like the sound of a crisp ranch water on a Monday afternoon. Circa four ranch water. A ranch they're, water. They're sponsored the show. Proud, spon- oh, proud sponsor. Proud sponsor right of the show. Circle four ranch water. Boom. Courtney Todd and the crew. Different. I'm a bad. I'm a bad representative because I don't have any ranch water on hand. But well, to my wait, it's to my, it's okay because you've drank it all already. Like you just ran out before yeah. the show started. It's okay. Yeah. We just we just restocked today. Knew we had a show coming up, so we got our got our uh, got some new ones. The, uh, and no buy and no bias like before no, they jumped on as friends of the show it is one of the best seltzers i've had like guaranteed that's the reason why i reproached them is like this i had this and i was like damn this is good seltzer because i get <laughs> well because like set like um white claws and bud light but light seltzers and all that kind of shit has this really soda-y flavor Pretty whereas sweet. like the rant that well but like, you know like club soda how it tastes like that's really overpowering and especially in white claws but yeah, ranch you can water. Drink the ranch water if you mix it half and half with beer. Then Ooh, I. Then what do you I, call that? What do you call that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you mix uh, when you mix uh, like a beer with half uh, smearing off ice, you call it a rocket. Yeah, I don't know what gotta, you'd call it. We gotta come I up call with it a name. Pussy and don't like tequila. So. <laughs> we gotta come up with a name for that. That could be like the the spinoff drink of the summer. But I'm officially declaring ranch Circle Four Ranch Water as the drink of the summer. I'm so if you're not it. drinking it this summer, you're a fucking nerd. Made with, uh, for those curious, made with carbonated water, tequila, lime, and 100% agave nectar. Pure goodness. That's some natural ingredients. You know what's in there. Pure there ain't goodness. no weird shit in there. There ain't no aspartame. There ain't no weird shit in there. You know what's in that shit. Oh, Ranch water so nice. is cowboy shit. Bam. There you go. <laughs> okay. We haven't introduced our uh, our co-host for today. Our co-co-host. Former yeah. Former guest of the, of the first Judge cast. And today... This is the Judge Cast 2.0. So we brought back our uh, our buddy uh, Bear Lightbound. Bear, thanks for uh, Jordan. Sorry, official name Jordan. We got everybody knows him as Bear. I didn't even know his real name was was Jordan until not long ago. But here he is. Not many people do. <laughs> do you like Bear. when people call you Jordan? Uh, I use it for my Richie Brothers world, so I uh, I'm used to it now. But uh, do they? So is that because do those, those Richie Brothers force you to use that, or could you? Would you rather go by Bear? Uh, I would rather go by bear, but now I'm I feel like you'd command more respect. Like, no, like, no disrespect, but like, I feel like if someone, like, if I'm working with a guy named bear, like I, like I ain't fucking around. Nobody with fucks with bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I, I answer to either anymore. So did you it's get more or less having a name bear in the dub? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, more? Yeah. More? well yeah. no, I don't think so. I didn't get chirped a whole bunch. When I was going, anyway. those little twerps never gave you much shit, Bear. Well, they usually got it right back, and it surprised them. So, <laughs> okay, more there'd have to be more chirping in in the hockey world. You like you wouldn't get as much. What's the in best? The what's business. the best chirp you've ever given or received? I was asking rodeo or or hockey first. Rodeo, well, you can't really do it in rodeo. Rodeo guys fine. are a lot more. Rodeo guys are a lot more aggressive when they get fired up. You know. <laughs> Boy, but in being your position, they're usually mad at you, like really exactly. mad at you. Yeah, yeah. You're the so when they guy. get fired up, they're really fired up. And then you know, there's an odd chance in rodeo. You might, you might, you know, they might, they might get mad enough that they'll take the five hundred dollar fine and punch you in the mouth. <laughs> or in hockey, they just it's not that's you it, can't go that. Yeah, far. in the Western League, that don't happen. 
but I'm right. I'm officially retired of the Western Hockey League now. So. Yeah, congrats! Yeah, congratulations! Yeah, good yeah, career. Thanks, what's boys. the uh, what's the retirement to... package look like from the from the? Yeah, dog? no package in that deal there. But <laughs> well, this is good because it opens up more space for you to come to hockey tournaments with us. As you know, we're a good <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, you and I can get you and I can get back on the 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 pregame paralyzers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, Wace. Your question was uh, was about the best chirp on the ice in hockey. You've ever given or received? Um, I had a kid one time. He was in between whistles. He was just a pain in my ass the whole time. He was every time the whistle goes, he's the tough guy in the group, pushing and shoving and tender. I said to him, I actually followed him right to his bench and I said, Hey, what are you up to? Like the whistle goes, we need to stop this. It's, it's getting annoying is what it's doing. <laughs> and, uh, he told me that, that the scouts are here to watch him play in between the whistles. Cause that's how he gets noticed. And I said, well, I'm going to be the first guy probably in your life to tell you that there isn't a scout here watching you kid. And his book was in a body bag. Yeah, he was he was shocked. He he didn't he didn't like that. Yeah, but somebody's got to be honest with the kid, eh? Did you say who it was? I I I was joking around saying it was a Vertanen, but but it wasn't. (laughs) No, it was it was uh, after Vertanen's time, but uh, I could see. Yeah, well, Jake was good enough that he he did have scouts looking at him. Awesome. Oh, it wasn't easy to get along with that kid that's for sure oh dear he just okay like and then the knob. best the best one that you got like did you ever get floored by one too from a kid that really fucking got you in the guts just real real uh, nut punch in there did anybody get you or no, no no them kids usually aren't that witty at that age they need okay. to grow up a little okay but so yeah, was it a no. is it a beer league one then or where like you gotta you gotta have a good one somewhere uh i can't think of any off the top of my head that i was like Ooh, that's a good chirp, you know. Out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't listen to him strong enough. I don't know. Yeah, fair. That's a lot. Ah, maybe I'm just so good, Teddy, that I don't get chirped that often. Hey, that's that's ideal. That's ideal. Because I know, like, oh, I the only uh, the only I only have like two judge memories. There was one where I was at the high school rodeo in Drayton Valley, it was my hometown rodeo, and I was all pumped up and like you know 16, 17 in the bull riding, and I was mad at Chris Coning because he didn't give me a re-ride. And he just kind of looked at me like, eh, whatever. And I was like, I felt bad after. But I remember that one. And it was like, it was nothing, right? Like, I just kind of like was pissed off because I didn't get a re-ride. I was like 72 or something and was mad. I could have been more. And it was like, yeah, whatever. And there was one there where it was Dustin Tompkins was uh, was judging at the Jamboree in Camrose. And this bull, like little bull, like I think I was in the junior bull riding or I don't know if it was the dub or what, what the hell it was. But I this thing kicked out and like he kicked out and I kind of like, kind of got my chin and whipped me down a bit and i slapped the ever-living shit out of him like enough to where there was shit on my hand and i slapped the shit <laughs> out of literally this slapped the shit out of him i literally slapped the shit off of him and there was shit on my hand and tomkins never called me for a slap and afterwards in the beer i was like man i slapped the shit out of him he's like i didn't see it and i'm like fuck all right cool thanks Good, he had the right Appreciate angle it. yeah <laughs> but like it was one of those ones where i felt guilty because i slapped this bull so hard that like yeah my hand was dirty the the, the crime scene was 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 clear and and they, I got away with. So yeah, like, you yeah, should yeah. never feel guilty about that. It's a bit, yeah, take before instant replay, man. <laughs> yeah, take the money and run there for sure. What's your best judge story, Wes? You got one, man. I told them the show with Barrett's it involves him. Oh, okay, at the, okay. At the Brooks Pro Rodeo. 
I forget. All oh, right. Yeah, we don't Parker. need to. We don't need to tell the world how bad I am. No. Okay. I, right. I, was I, was fired up. I was fired. I was fired up about that one. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. We uh, <laughs> we were all at a couple events this weekend. Bear was really on the rodeo trail. He. Uh, how many blueberries did you have out there on the trail, Bear? Bear, you had a had a couple or what? Yeah, a couple. Couple. Yeah. Jeez. How many yeah, beers deep were you by the time you got to Kennedy on uh, on Saturday? Did you have any on the road? Uh, well, I was you... I was hurting pretty good, so you're I didn't in, you're in Kennedy. I was. I seen you from a distance. I what yeah, the fuck? I, I should have come <laughs> over and said hi. But you're uh, like a fucking ghost, man. I was hiding behind the shoots because I wasn't supposed to Lurking. be there. You know, I wasn't Lurking. part of the 150 there. Oh dear! Wow. But no, yeah, I was wow. traveling with uh, the boss. No, told me I was allowed that. to travel. You can't say that. So, <laughs> that no should never happen that should never happen <laughs> no because they were no, Especially what? huh yeah no there was, was catching a ride he was catching a ride and he ended up in uh in uh oh where'd you end up at kennedy, kennedy. and then you uh and then uh, there was a couple guys that happened to be there that uh you gave some shit once they never fucking stayed on <laughs> yeah you could probably figure out who that was Wade. <laughs> man i was so disappointed uh, so disappointed in what you didn't get to see bear or what part or that they never well, see no, now that i know that news like i'm kind of disappointed in that um and also well just like it's just uh, for that event like of all the guys you could have had show up there like you picked out some pretty good ones and then they all fell off yeah and really they shouldn't have no no knowing those guys and as well as I, they, yeah as well as i know those guys they should be the ones yeah. that you can guarantee they- like yeah, they yeah. were beating themselves up over it for sure. It's pretty funny. Um, but no, that was Kennedy. It, it, for what it was, man, like working Kennedy was sweet. Like they, a lot of people involved haven't really been part of a big production before. And they, they knocked it out of the park, man. They got a good, uh, good way to kind of ease back into things. And it was, man, it was so nice to see some people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, tear, I was tearing stuff down with Rob Schmidt after. And I like went and grabbed some beers for us. And I like, just like stopped and like i was like fuck this is nice like it's a beautiful summer night i got a t-shirt on having some beers like haven't been to a road like got to see some people i haven't seen in years and yeah it was good stuff man it kind of felt like covid was over where when we were out there like it was damn near done it just tastes the normalcy hey like yeah you can see some people and interact and laugh and have some fun and whatever right so i don't know about you guys but i got drunk on the uh, ranch waters and whatnot since about tuesday it was (laughs) pretty heavy pretty hard on my liver today i was, was lost in the sauce all week oh dear <laughs> it was it was quite the time quite the time but it was good 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 stuff good to get get back uh parsonage ends up getting the win in pa uh zane lambert makes a big big ride in the short round on the first night bear thank you 91 points don't mind if i do <laughs> we were talking about that too you you said uh that was kind of a like a special score for you almost I'll let you yeah that's slain, the highest but... one i've i've ever marked yeah. Uh, oh, down, so. yeah, I was. Yeah, and in my okay. opinion, I'd stand up behind it and say it's probably the best one that I've seen too. So that yeah, was a good, really good bull ride. Twenty-three and a half on a twenty-two and a half for forty-six. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow, quick math, Teddy. Nice work. And then uh, twenty-three, twenty-three on twenty-two, forty-five. So you ninety-one. Yeah, that yeah. was Dallas. Was uh, was a forty-five. And you guys were like, you guys were bang on the whole weekend. It, it was. Yeah, we we're pretty, pretty close. Yeah, first time I ever worked with them too. Yeah, yeah. it, it might have been because. You guys were on the same channel on the radios, maybe. I don't know. And you went oh, first. Well, I was putting my scores in first. I don't know. The don't truth know. comes I'm not, out. I'm not giving anybody any trouble, but it, it was kind of, it was kind of, uh, kind of. At least out. there was no help. Did you see the tie in the the fucking saddle bronc riding in the short round in Kennedy? 
I heard yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I don't that, know if I should that, comment on that. Man, I was, I, <laughs> as soon as they, because like, I was working with Sam Winslow there and she, like, she, like, said the scores to Rob and Doug. And I was like, are you fucking me right now? <laughs> I was a little irritated, oh, to be man. honest, Lisa. I was, <laughs> I was irritated that, uh, you know, they have so little guys in the Bronco riding and the bareback riding to the bareback riding. Like, would they have six or five guys? I think it was, it was six. Six. Okay. Five, so, you know, five and five in the bear, five in the bareback and six in the saddle bronc. Whatever. Right. So you need two to come back in each event, and in the bareback riding they got three eighties out of six. Like, come on, boys, pick a winner. That's not thought, good. Oh, just and just like a half a point. Like all you need to do, like that's and even a in little the short separation go, in the short go, like especially the saddle bronc riding. As soon as she said seventy nine, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. It's yeah. an event. You have a two man short round and you have a tie. Like, please. No. It's a, uh, I feel like, you know, if it's, if it's a true 79 and, and those, you know, you're trying to, it's on floor rodeo, you're trying to, you know, make it entertaining. Well, why not be 84? Like, you know what I mean? Sell, Bump sell your it. average up boys. It's sell more it. easy yeah, to sell do. It, man. More sell beers, it. more sell points, it. man. More beers. Yeah, more exactly. Like I, ex- the bareback riding I felt was really bad. I thought, I thought the first guy out really got screwed. If he would have been the last guy out, I, he probably would have been 84. And I thought he should have been 84. Mm-hmm. That was a good bareback ride, but that being said, it was the first one that them judges probably looked at in a year. So yeah, it's you know, everybody's there's a, little a lot rusty. of woo points going on in this next couple bareback rides to get to 80 points. I thought so. Oh man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I know sad. I was a little rusty out there. Oh, dude, that was like well, with the week before you and I were. I hadn't opened my comp- music computers since the Wild Rose Finals in 2019. So you're not supposed to tell anybody that, ways. Why? Well, no, well, I'm just being. I'm being honest, man. It's because transparency. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I bought a lot of music. I think I got a bill for like fifty five dollars off iTunes the next day. Hey man, at least at least you're buying down. it. At least you're buying it. Hey man, support the artist. Support the artist. Exactly. Transparency. Uh, we better uh, call that a good top of the show, though, boys. We'll be back with our with our guest after this. Thanks to our my co host Wacy Anderson. I got, we even say this is episode ninety three of Cowboy Shit. We're uh, been doing this for a couple shows now, but ninety three. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Third man on the on the job this week. Bear Light Guest host. Guest co-host. We'll be back after the break. Today's the day I'm gonna make it across that borderline I'm on. You might not see which way I'm Okay, episode 93 of Cowboy Shit. Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy, our guest co-host this week. Bear Lightbound from uh, I guess now making his home in Many Berries, Alberta. Thanks for uh thanks for joining us. Bear, our uh, our guest this week, though. Here we are. He's a, a PRCA pro official, judged over 20 years at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. He rode the legendary bull Oscar three times, but only got a score twice. Judged all but seven PBR World Finals. From Kingman, Arizona, Alan Jordan. Thanks for joining us today, Mr. Jordan. You're welcome, guys. Appreciate it. We uh, 
Where should we start? I don't know where to start there. It's such a legendary career. Bear was telling me different things too. And we've, we've talked about this for a long time. And Jeremy uh, Wombold was the one that got us connected a while back. Need to get Alan on the show because uh, he'd have such great stories and be a great guest. So, so thanks Jeremy for getting us connected, but, but and yeah, thanks for Jeremy's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Really Jeremy's good. Dude. A great guy. Yeah. Well, I, I can give you a little background. I was, uh, I was raised uh, with a rodeo company uh, that owned uh, RSC owned Oscar and a lot of them bulls and stuff. And since I was little, I, I flanked, uh, five, I think almost five or six national finals rodeos for I was 18. I was a flake man for them and in Oklahoma city and stuff. And then I, and when we sold our company, I flanked a couple of years for Grounding at the NFR in Vegas. So that gave me my upbringing with the livestock and all that. It was, it was good. It was, I'm, I'm blessed to have that, that upbringing. And, uh, and so you started, so how many finals have you been to? You've been to like, if you started in, in uh, Oklahoma City and then Vegas, it started at 85 or six? Six, so somewhere in, yeah. Have you been to everyone like since, since no. the 80s or when did you start or what, what have you missed? Oh, I, you know, I can't tell you which ones I did miss. I mean, uh, I was there a couple of years in Vegas for, uh, Jolie, uh, for, um, for flanking duties. And then I was on and yep. off as a reserve, you know, um, uh, judging and then they finally they had a they had a, a system that Deshaun Davis had a system after uh after so many years that uh they they take pro officials only and then and then uh they they started needing more officials so then they brought me in as a reserve and then they brought a guy named Jimmy Adams in as a reserve and then that's kind of opened it up for the reserves from here on out because they need so many judges there for the you know I think we take 14 or so holy and they're Originally, there were uh, six or eight, or what? What did it start out as before it got to be fourteen? No, I'm thinking that uh, they, the pro. I think they took back in the day. They would take uh, injured guys, like uh, Gary oh, really? Tool. Yeah, they take them. They nominate them, and that didn't work so good for the production part of Las Vegas events because uh, they were running so much speed, and you know, production was a high priority. Yeah. So then they they got they brought the pro officials in and. Uh, and they were more groomed for production purposes. So they kept them there. And that, and that from there on, it just kind of went that way. Bear, do you want to start with something from your list here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I got to, you know, background how I met Alan. I went to my first judging clinic and uh, I was lucky enough that uh, Alan was one of the instructors. And uh, yeah, we heard some good stories that weekend for sure. And hopefully uh, we can touch on some of them. Um, I remember the first time, um, you know, I was talking to one of the other instructors at that uh, at that deal, and when it was Steve Knowles, and I I said to Steve, I said, did, did Alan even he damn near spit his beer across the table, and he's like, did he even fucking ride bulls? Yeah, that, that guy is a bull rider. And so then we heard, then I had to quiz Alan on the on the Oscar story, and and maybe you can touch on that, Alan. Uh, you know, world famous fucking bull. Um, yeah. Everybody that knows bull riding knows that bull, and and uh, you happen to get scores on him twice, yeah, so that's yeah. that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, the first time I had him, uh, I had him at uh, Oakdale. Uh, no, not not Oakdale, at Pomona, California. And this is I'm going to date myself. This is before we had the watches out in the arena or anything else. And and uh, yeah, and I wrote and I wrote him, and I was really young. I was 17 years old, and. And right at the whistle, or whistle, he bucks me off with a timer, which was uh, Nancy was well, Nancy Cook. She was a great lady. She come and told us after race. She goes, I, I just couldn't believe you were riding that far. I looked up at seven seconds. She's the one blowing the whistle. 
And I said, well, it ain't no big deal. You know, when I have him again, I'll write him. And so the, the, the best story of the Oscar stories where I had to go home and go to work with my dad and he was, he's working this mine pit and there was no phones, no cell phones or nothing. So I tell him at 10 o'clock, he's running a career. I said, you have to get me over there to the phone. I have to enter Procom at this certain time. And he goes, what? You know, cause he entered the bulldog and stuff. He goes, that's bullshit. I go, no. So he takes me off a tractor and he hauls me all the way back over to the office and I, and I enter. Well, two days later we go back and, and get callbacks and it's 168 bull, bull riders, one go around at Salinas. And they say, you got 16 Oscar. Ooh. And, and I go, could you repeat that to my father? And so I had Oscar, he, he couldn't believe it. No way. So, yeah. So I get the, I get to Salinas, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 years old. I'm a cocky, cocky bull rider. I go, hell, he welled me when he did buck me off at Pomona, which he never welled anybody hardly, you know? And so I get on him and I, I get around there and I'm riding about two or three rounds and he started to drop me. I said, uh, uh-uh, this ain't going to work. And when I move out, my feet go over my head and he busted my ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. No he wiped way. me out. He threw me off there hard. So Ooh. yeah, but it was a good experience. It was all a you know, learning experience. And then I come back at Oakdale and was 96 on him. And then I come back and, uh, I had him another time and I weld myself on him. And then I come back and rode him at Visalia for 93. Holy. Yeah. I would hope, I would hope yeah. that you won both times when you rode. Oh, I did by about 50, 15 points because they didn't mark Holy nothing back. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. So I mean, looking back, Alan, now that, you know, marking as many as you have, um, I don't know, is there a video of, of you on Oscar? Or? Shit, I don't even think they had video back then. Well, I just <laughs> love to mark you. Yeah, yeah we we had uh, we had the question. We were wondering uh, we we're wondering what you would have marked yourself on them. Like what like what would you what would you? I, you know what I I, I hear this a lot. I and I'm, a lot of people. I flanked him when Donnie rode him at the Cow Palace. Uh, I was there when Guy Barth rode him at San Jose, and uh, I would not mark myself on him. There's just that's not fair. Yeah, but I will yeah. tell you them two bull rides right there. Uh, Oscar had a little different day at the Cow Palace and. I think he was even faster than the idea and he faded all the way down the, down the moat. And that, and that the only other time I seen him go the other way besides with me at Visalia, he did it with Guy Barth and that Guy Barth stood up, uh, sit right in the middle of me. It was so beautiful. It was, I think he might've been 89 really? back then. Uh, Guy was, yeah, it was beautiful bull ride. And this, I don't remember the year right now. I always remember seeing your name in the record books up at the, up near the top of from the, yes. uh, yeah, yes. with, with the 96. But John Quintana and I were 96 and, yeah. uh, Eddie Flynn was 97 on red lightning. Yeah. And then didn't, yeah. was, uh, wasn't, was Donnie 97 on Oscar too? Is that one in the books too? Or am I, am I mistaken on that? Uh, Donnie was 97 on him. Yeah. At the cow palace. Hold, right? on. Hold on. Let me back up. I screwed that up. Donnie was 97 on him. I was 96. Quintana was 96 on, I'm trying to think what, I'm trying to think what he wrote. And then here come Denny on Red Lightning. I think a year later he was ninety-eight. I'm thinking. And then the ma- ma- magnificent one hundred point bull ride, as you all know. What are your What are your thoughts on that? As we, uh, <laughs> can, uh, we... can I? <laughs> yeah, your honest opinion. opinion, Alan. Your honest opinion. Honest opinion is it's about thirty points too high, but yes, sir. <laughs> uh, you know, I if they're going to do that, they should have been one hundred and ten with. Uh, with Troy Dunn on Outlaw, the same performance. Huh. Yeah, it was, yeah. They screwed up. Well, 
they had the, they had the mentality that they started marking tens in the Olympics for the gymnasts and stuff. Why not mark tens in the bull riding? I think. Hmm. But I will tell you a good story on that because I'm the one that got Russell Davis was one of them. He's a very good like a brother to me, and and so I got Jack Hannum to use him. He's short judges, and so they used him, and here he is. He marks this hundred. Him and Raymond Lewis. And so that Jack is livid, mad at me. He run the he run the program back. So finally, you need another judge. He goes, I'll just tell you what, uh, Russell's going to go with you to Roseburg. I said, sure. So J Russell and I are out there judging. And after every ride, I'd turn to Russell and go, Russell, I'm 39. I hope you're not 50. <laughs> you know, he got so mad at me. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I terrorized him pretty good. Okay. Denny, yeah, Denny Flynn, 98 on, uh, on Steiner's Red Lightning. Palestine, yes. Illinois, 1979. Yep. And yeah. they got Donnie Gay 1977 on Oscar. On oh, Oscar at the Cal Palace, yeah. Yeah. Dang. So so were, were you on the cards for that uh, big score at the PBR World Finals last year with Jose? Were you at no. that one? No. Yeah, I tell you what, I was. I was. that's the one I, I didn't go to because I had a rodeo. Oh, that's and right. And you wrecked that, your shoulder or your arm. Yeah, I was still wrecked out. Yeah, but I, okay. I, I, I stayed and went to Brawley and did that rodeo, which is a great rodeo. And, uh, and I got the film sent to me of Jose on that, on that red. And then I got a phone call from Cody Lambert and he goes, what would you mark him? And I said, I probably 24, 25 ride on a 24 bull hit. It's best, one of the best <laughs> bull rides I've ever seen. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm handsome. I've seen it on video, yeah. not even seeing it oh, in yeah. real life. Like... 99. If, if they're marking the way they're marking nowadays, you'll see them out there flatties or 89 and 90. I guarantee that that was a 99, 90, whatever you want. I didn't think yeah. you could dock anywhere. Like, like I, I agree. Like I, th I thought it had to be one of the, I thought they were low on it. Like I, at 95 <sighs> and three quarters, like, I don't think they were right. Like I, I think no. they could have been they like you're it. saying. Yeah. They, they were not, it was not right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was one of the rankest bulls, oh. one of the rankest bull rides I, ever in the history of our sport. Might've been yes, the best. I, yeah. I talked to yeah. Joe Lee and I, I, I guess I replayed that what 20 times and I just kept looking at him going, Holy cow. Yeah. That was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 It was fantastic bull ride. And you know, though he comes back and rides him again later <laughs> yeah. and I yeah. you know it's, it's not as ticky right at the top, but I mean, he's still ticky second place. You know what I'm saying? It was still a great oh, yeah. bull ride. Yeah. So, yeah. so what makes it that high of a score in your eyes compared to the other ones? What, what are the specifics that make it that extremely high? Well, for one thing, it's the opportunity to get on a bull like that. And he, that bull is trying to buck him off. There was not one good spot to ride him. The second thing, and I say this all the time, you can get on a good bull that turns back right there. And if you don't give him a shot to buck you off, you just clamp down. You're about a point over from me. You know, if you show some a movement and chance for, for the bull to buck you off every time and you square back up, you can be two points over and never spur him from me. Cause that's just style and opinion. And so he, uh, he, Jose, he, he opened up and he was moving. He never had one seat and he was square back at everything that bull gave him, you know? So that, that's where I just said, Oh God. I mean, you could have marked him a 25 ride really. And then, and then the bull side, what about the bull side? I could, that little red, you guy couldn't dock him one part. I mean, he was doing everything, buck him off, had to drop and, and the movement, and there was just not one nice seat in the whole time without having any bad jumps, you know, any any jumps that would cost him any points. He was blowing and bucking. 
So that's what I'm saying. 24, 24 and a half, you know, whatever I see. So really you got up there, I get up there at the top of that deal and I always reward for, you know, great body postures up. And I can bring this back to this weekend here because, uh, the little Indian boy, um, Cody Jesus, Cody Jesus, he gritted it out on two buckers. And I mean, big, strong buckers. And he earned every point he got and that and never had a clamp down on, you know, I mean, he just kept hustling the whole time. So, so why I, are, are the judges or, or the guys that were in Vegas or in, I guess, Arlington at the world finals, are they worried to mark stuff too high or why wouldn't they let it fly on, on one like that judge you or Barry, you can speak to this too, but are you guys worried about not looking right? If you mark one too high or, or like what, where's the feeling on that? Why wasn't, why wasn't it higher that night? Well, I, I don't think, uh, I tell you what, uh, that we get into judging, which I try to work away, away from is, uh, you're trying to place them. This is a big thing. You're trying to place them where you should, you shouldn't be trying to place them. Uh, and I'm not saying I never did that. I will tell you, uh, years and years ago, you, it didn't matter as long as you got the placings, right. And I think a lot of that got lost in and the truism of the points and the and what the crowd gets to see and 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 I'll tell you what was the greatest example the learning lesson for me was I did Fort Worth for what 20 years something like that and if you come in with that mentality of worrying about placing them you'd 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 screwed up every time because we had uh, 29 performances plus a short go with multiple go rounds back and forth back and back so you just you just learned them if I like it I get on it you know, if you like it and you see what you want to see in it with the criterias, mark it because you're not going to uh, you're not going to run out of points. I, I remember the PBR finals one year with Michael Gaffney wrote a Canadian boo. I think I had him. I think I swear to God, I think I marked him uh, 48. And that was a lot of points. And I was on the back. You know, I could probably have been more if I was out in the arena because that's a little different view. But uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't think they're scared. I think they get, they might be carrying baggage they shouldn't be carrying, you know, of all that stuff. But when it comes to them great rides, you know, it's uh, just what you see is market and get away from it, you know. Hmm. How many times, how many times are we going to see somebody make a better bull ride than uh, Jose Vitor Lime right there on that yeah. red? I don't know. Or not. Or not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think, you know, to touch in on that, I, th I think that, uh, you know, them guys that at the world finals are, you know, obviously they're very qualified to be there. Oh yeah. They're, they're great judges. They're yeah, judges. And it's just like you said, Alan, you know, it's, you know, if you like it, jump all over it. Well, they maybe picked it apart a little bit, but I guarantee you they probably watched the replay and they're probably oh. like, ah, shit, you know? Yeah. He yeah. Been the, <laughs> a I'm, I'm you telling you, I, them boys are the top of the line. It was there and there's nothing. And, and I mean, they've got a great attitude and, a lot of times it's visual. I, I, like on that back, it's tough. There's a lot of times, you, you know, they're too close. So either you go astronomically too high, and I'm, I'm famous for this, and then you watch the video and go, oh, my God, he only kicked two inches, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're yeah. the idiot, you know? But uh, So do, yeah, you but think, I, do you think that back of the shoots is, is a too tough of a place to judge from? Like, is that no. not a true look? No, that's, but you would rather be there? Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, I uh, you get comfortable with it. It's a great spot to be. It's a yeah. whole nother vision, and and I I think the more vision you get from different spots, the truer your score your score is going to come to be. You talk, You mentioned how 
how are you going to ever see a better ride than what Jose made? Do you think that we'll ever see that 96 and a half threshold broken? Like there's been a few rides that have probably should have been higher than that. And it just hasn't been pushed over that, that point. That's a great point, Wacey. I, I will tell you with the livestock that's coming nowadays and, and I can, and I can get back way back on this, but uh, the, the bulls are breeding nowadays and the contestants, what they're going through to make, to make them bull rides, they're, they're at a whole nother level. And the way I back this up is in my era and in the eras before me and the eras after me, we'd go rodeo on and it'd be in the rain, the snow, the wind, different deliveries, uh, different flank man, mud, you know, and all that crap. It was hard to get on a, an NFR type bull with any consistency. So that uh, you had to be able to handle the the big out of line ones and the ones that don't kick and run in three hit three three jumps down the arena and then kick, turn back flat and run some more and so then you get on five or six or seven of them and then here comes these good bulls you know what I'm saying there was a balance there and I see nowadays with the the boys that are getting on now uh, when you get on good bulls every day I guarantee your riding average it may look bad but you're still riding awful good. Mm-hmm. You know, these bulls are amazing. I mean, it's it's amazing it is, what they've come. All right. I was going to say, like, is there a way we can catch up our riders to the bull power then? Like, we've had this conversation with a few people where it's like, there's been so much invested in the bull side of the industry, yeah. but not quite as much in the rider side. So how do we get it so our riders are being at that same level? Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on the fact that um, it's a lot mental. It's a lot uh, how you're raised. I mean, you just look society nowadays, you know, how many doors, whatever, who's that guy that runs your country up there? Oh, Trudeau. Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> Trudeau, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mark Roy, there's a, there's the difference. You know, they're raised one way. Mark Roy is meat and potatoes, black and white, you know, cowboy, you know, hard worker, you know, black's black, white's white. And that's how it goes. I love that guy anyway. And then you have this guy that could be pulling a wagon with Biden or Obama. Okay, I didn't mean to get political here. Sorry. That's all good. That's all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think these boys are raised. There's not much ranch raised people anymore. And the insurance industry has got mom and dad so beat down that, you know, they'll let them do it if they're on a bubble and they got a face mask and, you know, knee pads and everything else where we, we <laughs> rode steers and come up the hard way and let the calves and stuff walk up our back. So we knew when to get off or when we could, we weren't going to make the whistle and stuff, you know. So back to the whole point of this conversation is it's really touchy how you bring them through a period right there when they're young. And I'm going to go Cody Custer's hit it right on the numbers. I mean, I mean, you got to, you got to let them experience part of this stuff, you know, with the small defeats in it, keeping them forward till when they get this all down and, and, uh, and then here, you know, here comes the big ones instead of wiping them out when they're young. Yeah, like prime example of that um, Paulo Creamer's kid right now. I mean, you see yes. videos of that kid. Yes. That guy, right? That, that I don't know how old that kid is. Um, but I'm going to guess he's at 15 or 16 now. I judge him at Fort Worth every year in that in that little deal there, and he is amazing. And he is, a, yeah. Like, you see the videos of that kid. Ted, have you seen that kid? He's, he is <laughs> all there. Johnny, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Top, top notch. And, I mean, them guys take a lot of work and, and not – push him to the point of yep. that we're going to hurt him. Right. Because yeah, yep. that guy's going to be riding him. Yeah. 
Paulo would follow when you, we see him, Paulo will have him ready. Yeah. 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 Like hmm. that, that's a kid that I look at. That's like, okay. Like you, you want to talk about a guy that's coming up that can ride them next great ones. Like I'm sure there's some more out there that maybe oh, don't have the publicity of him, but yep. uh, to hmm. you, yep. in, in my opinion, Ted, your question or Wacey or whoever asked the, you know, how are we going to get these guys to ride them? Like, in my opinion, you watch them young kids and, and they're coming. I think, yeah. you know, Jimmy Morris, Jimmy Morris has a young boy coming up. It's right. He's, he's super. He just, they just keep giving him feathering through there. It'll be good. Now, there's quite a few young kids coming. Okay. Uh, there's a lot hey, of, I, I gotta go tell on you this. this. Let me break you up. Yeah, go ahead. I get all the credit for Cody Snyder boys. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. Give, Why? Just give it, give it to us. Give it to us. I get all the credit for that little red. <laughs> You know a story that I can't say, but anyway, <laughs> when he comes down with Slosher and them, he yeah. ends up with me, and I he go, he ends up with me. He's rodeoing with me down here. Really? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I groomed him to be a perfect gentleman too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And I hope he listens to this podcast because he is one of my heroes. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he will. We'll have to. We'll have to mention to that next time we get yeah. together with him. Yeah. Yeah. How is? So can I? I got a question yeah, go now. Ahead. I got no, a question. No, hold now. on. What okay. was the story though? First, tell us more. <laughs> so, so we're he, the next year he comes down and we're at Denver and he's in his van, you know, he's cooler and shit. And he thinks, you know, <laughs> shit, you know, and I, and, and I'm there and I'm the Californian and, and we're going to go to New York and, but his mom and dad and his uncle come down, they fly down. So we have to pick them up and we're going to Denver and we're in tap. And this is back in the old days. And we're, we're in traffic, like some bitch when we can't get to the deal and, and uh, I said, well, just pull the exits right there. I said, just pull to the right and go down the, the side of the road. It's legal if you're going to get off. Oh, okay. He does that shit. Well, we pass a cop. <laughs> Lights come on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Pull him over. oh, yeah. When he gets back in that man, I'm going to tell you what. He couldn't say shit because his mama was in there. But I guarantee you when we get her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He's a good boy. Go ahead, Wade. Okay. No, I just I I just want to talk about the evolution of it. Like you've been around the sport for so long. Has your approach to how you judge events changed over the years? Or have you kind of you have your system that you learned early on and you kind of stuck to that process as you've went? That's a great question. You know, I think uh, every day uh you learn and you evolve, you know. But I you're right, I got to go through what is it? I'm I'm gonna say five, six generations. When I was flanking, I got to flank for Larry Mahan, John Quintana you know, all them guys and you see, you see it going down, you know, so you get that experience, you get their swagger, you know, you watch them because you want to be a bull rider and Donnie Gay. And, and uh, so that's all the upbringing that comes in into the judging part of it. And then we used to be more black and white, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you get off and, and they don't come up and pat you on the back when you jump off or, you know, actually you got cussed. Well, nowadays are you the judge? What happened? What, 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 what happened there? What you know, like I said, you rode like shit. That used to be our, you know, you're not trying. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can't say that no more. No, we're groomed to say, hey, criteria is the rule book. You didn't follow that and you got to go now. So there was no, uh, back then we had a lot of interaction, bought lots, and it was more on a, on a cowboy line. Now it's more on a, a professional line, which I'm not saying is bad, you know, because it keeps you out of a lot of fist fights and stuff that <laughs> in the old days you could at least fight and when you're done, go have a beer. Yeah, <laughs> not, not anymore. It just gets left oh, at that, whereas it gets taken to the next level a lot of times now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We're at another level now where there's so much money in it and that stuff that it's tough. 
Oh, I just had one follow-up question. You can have it back, Teddy. Um, so over that time period, who's the best guy you've seen that just couldn't quite take it to the next level and win the championship or the best guy that just was on the cusp but just couldn't find it or was always hurt all the time? Who, who's that guy? Well, I, I will st- I'll stand with, with uh, the majority of the older bull riders that I witnessed. And, uh, and uh, I'm going to say Denny Flynn. Denny Flynn rode every rank, some buck, and he, he proved uh, there are a couple of years you can go to 45 rodeos while everybody else is going to 210 and, and, and place at 40 of them. I mean, that's just that type of guy. Um, by greatness of whoever never won one, uh, God, that's hard to say because I don't, you know, I know that's the ultimate goal for him. But me as a kid growing up and, and watching them, and even if they didn't win the world championship, they were still a champion in my eyes. And so I'd hate to pinpoint any one person like that. I mean, I could, I could be mean to Mike Stevens, a friend of mine. He had more talent than all of us. And, <laughs> but we couldn't get him out of Las Vegas because his hair, hair dye, you know, you know, he used hmm. hairspray and stuff. He was just too cool for school. Hmm. Um, yeah. There's a couple ways, a couple spots we go to on this. Alan, I kind of want to leave it up to you. Would you rather talk? on opinions on who you thought were some of the best bull riders over the years. Like I've got the, I've got the question I want to pose. Is it, you know, the greatest ever, if we're making a list of the top 10 in Canada, we had Daryl Mills, number one, Cody was number two. Uh, Leo Brown was third. Daryl Johansson was fourth. Oh, oh, I, oh, now you hit one boys. Yeah. Not Which the one? Cody, not the goat, but I'm going to tell you the Johansson boys were tough and I love to yeah. see them show up. They could ride. Oh Yeah. So, so I'm curious though. Um, I, I'm curious who the best is over the years. Was it Donnie Gay? Is it is it Kimsey now? Is it J.W. Harris? Is it uh, Mooney? You know, if we're if we're gonna rank the best ever, we did. I had we had to do it off of uh, off of titles and and qualifications and and that sort of thing. We couldn't. I want to do it objectively where it's not opinions. If you were gonna do I, it, how would you do it that way? It's everything I've pointed to so far. It had to be Donnie based on the number of titles. But yes, I, I'm curious. That'd have to be it, wouldn't it? It would be Donnie. Uh, Donnie was the toughest and the strongest willed and goal orientated and just kept digging it out. I mean, just kept digging it out, hurt or not. And it was in the blood. It was in the mud. It was no 74 degree conditions of a building in the same buck and shoot, not films on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier about the livestock getting on bad ones for three weeks and then here comes the gun. You know, back then, and this will come to play. Uh, and I see it. I'm not going to put names on it, but I'll guarantee it. Uh, I got guy. We got guys turning out good bulls, buckers. Today, you're that, saying. Today, they'll say, "Oh no, I can go over here and get on this 21 pointer and win more money." Huh. That didn't happen back then. Wow. You know, so you get back to the greatest bull riders in the world. I look at the the numbers of the bulls they rode. Like the Quintanas rode every rank some buck. I can tell you a story about him. I'm at LaFue's house and Quintana has been retired for five years. He calls and says, I'm cracking back out. And I'm, we got him on a speakerphone. And Liffy goes, you're an idiot. You're, I don't know how old he was. So he enters Tulsa. He goes to Tulsa and he rides his Brennel. He calls up and he goes, you're not going to believe this. I was 90 and one first. This bull's a buck and some buck. And we go, oh, BS. Well, then we do a little research and that's when they cracked it. He was the first one to get on 777s of Harry's. He Holy wrote it right shit. there. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. He said, okay, okay, buddy, you win. Guess he's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, wow. the, the story is I remember that, but I'll go back to this. Uh, 
uh, not the money one. Um, I'm going to go back to the conditions and the bulls and the situations they have. Donnie Gay, Denny Flynn, John Quintana. I'd hate to rate them. You know, J.B. Mooney. I mean, I, listen, this guy has been beat all too shit. He's wrote every rank sum, but I know the conditions are the same. I do. But still, you can take all that and throw it to the side because he just keeps proving it. Now he's out there. I think he won four out of five rodeos last week. He's finally getting to feel a little better. And he's probably going to be at the NFR this year. And they better they better pull their pants up and spurs on because he, he, he'll beat you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I'd hate to put one greatest of all time. Put it that way. You know, yeah. you had Butch Kirby. I mean, I would never do it because most all of them are my friends. Yeah. Just I just look at him and say, you know, I know what you're good at. And and that's that's kind of leave it at that. How would how would you rank the PBR world title compared to a PRCA world title then and now before they got split off? Uh, I would say that uh, health is the issue. OK, health is the issue between them. You can be healthy and win and stay healthier longer in the PRCA because it allows you to turn out. It allows you to pick and choose. You know, you never have to get on a 22 plus bull every weekend. Yeah. Where the PBR, you don't come, you come to PBR, you better have it on because you can't duck them. Yeah. Not unless you tear a leg off or, or a concussion Jeez. or something, you got to get on. Huh. Um, on the, on the other side of that, then on the bulls, how, how much, are, how much better are the bulls now? Can I say that? Or, or, yeah. or do I say, um, are there any from, from back in the day that were head and shoulders above so much like, like the Oscars that yes. still be greatest ever today? Uh, you, uh, you would say, uh, and I think this is fair to say, when you have a, a Gretzky. Yeah. And oh. he's playing. <laughs> nice. Nice. That was good. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, like, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hose me out of a case of beer. You yeah. Know, you know, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but I, I will just put it this way. Uh, in my opinion, you have a Gretzky and um, he's great. And, uh, and he's uh, surrounded by just a tick under them, you know, it's, it's, you can really, you can, where am I going with this? I forgot what my question. Greatest bulls. Oh, the greatest like, bulls. So you have over. an Oscar, you have a, a V61. Yep. You, you have them. So they stand out, you know, and they stand out strong, you know, and they, and it, you know, they're, they're, and then nowadays you've got 50 of them. So it's, uh, it's it's when they want them bulls stand out. They really stand out back in the day. I would say they would fit right in with this bulls nowadays. Yeah. But it's and they're going to get a little more credit because they were earlier standouts. Yeah. But nowadays you can have one that was as good as Oscar or or or, or eleven red lightning, and there could be three more in the pen that are, are bucking just as hard. You know. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. They're, what, they're, uh, they're Alan? There. What uh, with all the bulls you've seen, there's got to be. Uh, maybe one that you marked a high score down beside every time, just cause you liked them. Like, you know, if you did, you know, if you met the criteria, but you were always yeah. a little tick higher um, yep. out there that stands out to you that, that, you know, you liked every single time well, that was a high score. Well, that, that red bull I seen for Jose Vitor, like, I like him. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen him not on his best day like there. I, I don't know if I've seen his best day, but that was a pretty dingo good day. <laughs> His next trip was fantastic too. Um, them bulls there, I I would say, um, if you just go by the criteria, they just keep telling you. 
Mm-hmm. They just keep showing you. You don't even have to like them. You know, every time you turn around, I tend to go a little bit, uh, a degree of difficulty. They win more with me. I mean, a little more drop, maybe just not as much spin. You know, if, I, if one of them rank ones turn back in the gate and they hit in the same spot and they're kicking the same, they have the same uh, te- uh, tempo, they're great bulls. But it's one of them ones that are changing their tempos up. That's the rodeo part of it comes back to me a little bit is they have a, you know, I think I had a bull that this weekend, 23 and a half, and he bucked the guy off so fast. But I mean, his back was twisted and he hit and it was turning back and he was moving forward and all that stuff, the degree of difficulty. That's yeah, I, I, I would agree 100%. Like the, the ones that, you know, kick and spin right there, you know, they are darn sure good bulls. But yeah, yeah. it's a good way to break it down. There's, degree of difficulty and because yeah. at that level that you're you're looking at all them guys can ride them ones that kick yes in right there yeah they they, so. they need to yeah because that's yeah. that's their that's their bread and butter right there mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah I, I i enjoy it that's what i get out of this this uh, judging more than anything is to to get to reward it you know you get to flank it flanking so long you don't get the reward it, you know, you can put them in the go hole and everything else, but you still don't have the final deal where the judging, you get the reward it when you see it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the fun deal. You walk out there like you wrote him. God yeah. dang it. That was good. You know? Yeah, for sure. After, like all the places that you've been, Alan, um, bull ridings and rodeos and everything like that is, is do you got a favorite spot that you, you know, you just love to go to, to judge maybe the committee's great to you or, oh, you know, no, maybe walking into Madison square gardens or something like that. Is there a place that you just absolutely love to go to every year? I, I, I love Salinas and I love Pendleton, Yeah, you know, and, and, and then I don't have the rodeo anymore, but uh, uh, Lancaster, California was all made out of uh, alfalfa hay bales. Oh, really? All we had was, and I mean, 10 foot, I mean, 10 foot tall and the crowd sit on the alfalfa plus the grandstands. And uh, we had the rope and shoots, the arena and the catch pin and the bucking shoots is the only steel you've seen in the arena. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was, it was cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. To see. Huh. Sure. Yeah. Back um, when the shoots were made of hay and the men are made of steel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bear, you were on uh, you've got a couple more. Is there, there's a couple about, uh, I, won't, I won't take your questions. You got a couple more. Yeah. Like I, I know, like, you know, um, you, you, you not only judge the bull riding, there's many years you flagged the steer wrestling, uh, yeah. in Vegas. Um, and you did do, you did some bulldogging as well as I, believe. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. so, you know, looking back on your career, like what were you better at? Were you a better bulldogger or did you ride bulls better? Bulls. Yeah. But, but bulldogging came too easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I went a lot in the bulldog, but I had a great horse and my dad had a great horse before that. And, uh, it coming from the rough stock in not to, I, and we had bigger steers back then. And, you know, you had yeah. to do things really right. Yeah. It was, but the mentality you go down there and they'd see you come down there and they loved you. They go, Oh, look at this little bastard. He's so lucky. You know, he don't give a shit. You just get off and throw one down and they go, oh, I just knew it. You know, and you go, yeah, yeah, you guys are easy to beat. You know, I just love that. <laughs> I, did, I did. I used to play that, that, that role all the time. Yeah. So being, being experienced with, you know, both ends of the arena, you did both. Um, as a judge, um, what, uh, what did you have, you know, what was more difficult going down to flag the bulldog in at the NFR or, you know, go going and getting the order right in the bull riding? Like, 
I don't. I, I'm looking at it in a positive way. I don't think either one of them are difficult. If you if you go in the game before you start, mentally right. Yeah. I mean, mentally right. I mean, if you go in there every night the same way, you know, I don't care about, I, we had some discussion about that bareback ride and said, I judged it two years ago in the bareback ride and I thought it went great. This year, I thought it was suspect to a lot of criticism. We've had talks about it and, um, it, and I'm on the back for the fouls and stuff and you're on the back, you see stuff and you say, okay, well, I'm not seeing it from where they're at, you know, so you know, you don't criticize. You just yep. you just try to put yourself out there. But I I think that if you go into it, I don't care if it's saddle bronc riding or the and you maybe how how do I say it? the bareback riding. You know, if you go in there and just clear the mechanism and get to see the criteria that you can reward them for instead of the negatives. Yeah. A lot of times you people get in there and they get to looking at it for negatives. And you, <laughs> you can never win with looking at negatives. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to. Uh, recognize positives and and go from there i think that i think i think you'll do a great job every time yeah did yeah, you yeah, on, the, told me sense. on the bull on the bulldog inside of things we uh i listened to a show you did in vegas and you you mentioned a point where in the bulldog and you can't take anything back you can't fix it no nope, it's, nope. it's a one shot you gotta you drop yep. that flag and it's done there's no fixing it no fixing it no no fixing it you're right it's uh it's the toughest event to 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 eat when you make a mistake, hmm. you know, cause there's nobody else out there that's going to cover you. If you're low on one or you're in a bad position, you don't get to see it. No right. Rough stock and the team roping, you can go back and fix it. You know, um, uh, the calf roping, you can always fix it, you know, yeah. but the bulldog and you can't ever fix the time. Hmm. Cause I mean, even on video, it doesn't, uh, it's hard to, to match, you know, yeah. and then you got the big guys, hold on. Then I'll, I hope somebody will listen then you got them big guys. If you bring them back and give them a rerun, they're going to beat everybody's ass on that next time they have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that was, I was going to follow up my question with, you know, being at both ends, you know, there's heated moments in the bulldogging and, and in the bull riding. So, like, what's worse, them guys standing on the back of the roping boxes uh, chirping like crows, or, or is it the bull riders that maybe chirp a little bit more? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with your uh, officiating from the hockey yeah, they don't get they don't get the chirp. Yeah, you know they don't get the chirp, and if you allow them to chirp, you're gonna lose. You know, so you don't get into any one on ones. You know, if your rapport is good enough with him, you'll say, "Hey, you know that that's what I seen." Okay, they're good. You know, yeah. but if you let them, you let them get crowd mentality on you. I've watched a lot of good judges go downhill and never come back. No yeah. way. Yeah. Um, speaking of the bulldogging. Have you ever ever had any run-ins with the with the uh, larger redhead guy from Canada? Up Which here? one? Won the won the world a uh, time or two? Which one, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, hate, I, I have. <laughs> I have one time. He, he shows up at Hermiston, and uh, they missed a run. And they, they 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 hired a jet or something to come in there, and he missed a run, and oh, and no. they wanted their steers back, and said no. Nah. That ain't gonna work. No. Yeah, it's over. He, he was good though. He he tried. I said nice try, but it ain't working. <laughs> and oh, no. I, if you bring him back, I'm not flagging you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna get a time. <laughs> no, Lee, he, Lee and I, uh, we were always pretty good. He didn't ever. He was a great guy. 
What was it like being around Gary Lefew back in the day? Like Ted and I oh, spent time my. at his place, man, and I, I loved hanging around him. Like I, he he totally turned my my bull riding career around for what it was. And well, well, I, I love hanging out there. This can go on for three hours. Now. I, I want to hear about Gary now. <laughs> <laughs> so when Lefew, hot man, and all this crap, and I'm 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 16, 15, 16 years old. I used to go help him, and I used to do all the teaching. And you'll understand this. I was the dick in the arena. I'm the one to put him on the bulls and he'd be up there with a video camera being cool. That's just scary. <laughs> and he'd go, he would go over, he would go over that night over the films. I had Teddy there. I mean, Charlie came. We, I just talked to Charlie. He was telling the boys about it when he came to the fuse too. And, and I'd match your ability to the animals we had. And then I had my, the work crew that I'd get the, and I mean, this went on for years until finally, uh, the boys got an old Brett and them got old enough and Jed Paul that they were kind of doing it. And I was pretty much moving my life away, but, but uh, yeah, I can tell you a billion stories on it. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a positive aspect of my life. That family was really good. And Sandy took care of us all. And, and Brett, I mean, he was, he's golden Jed Paul. He, he's been doing well with his children. Now I'm kind of watching them and, and uh, Lafia, we even rodeoed some. I remember the last time we rodeoed, we went to call, uh, Boulder, Colorado, and and I pulled his rope, and this bull flipped over on him, and he was screaming like a girl. <laughs> and he was just screaming like a girl, and I and I jump over and I I kick the gate and I let the bull roll out of there. Well, he rolled the right where he kept trying to roll on top of him because Gary's hand was in it, but thank God it was deep sand. And uh, they finally got him loose. They got him loose and uh, he pulled him apart pretty good. But uh, oh, no. he, t he took an ass chewing for every bit of two years on the screams. I mean, I killed him Holy. on the screen. No screaming. You can't be screaming <laughs> like that. Oh, geez. So, Alan, when you were helping Gary, you know, at them schools and stuff, was there a kid that come through there that uh, you thought this kid's going to make it? And, and he did. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. Lots yeah. of them. Like Teddy. I mean, I remember Teddy at his first bull riding school. He'd come to Lake Comanche where I was living with a stock contractor and Mayhan put it on and Teddy would get on everything. And, and I mean, he was coming. And so then I remember he, when he shows up at the fuse, he might as well, you know, here I am again, you know, and I was the flank man up there. Now I'm the guy telling him to get on and hell he wrote everything I put him on. And I mean, he wrote some good bulls and we have the jackpot at the end. And uh, we had a bull called 32 Kung Fu that ended up going to the finals. And he was young and, and uh, Teddy goes, he'd always ask me, what's that bull going to do? And I'd tell him and I'd tell him, well, I went to the jackpot and, and I said, this Kung Fu, he's going to go out there and he's going to turn back right there to the left and you got to get there. They haven't rode him and everything else. And so that Teddy, he's, you know, he's being right-handed. He jumped over there making a big old trap and that Kung Fu drilled him. He gets up, oh, he no. went the other way. Yeah. And I said, there's the first lesson you learn. Never believe this, never believe the stock contractor or the flank man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and then and like you're talking Ted Noose is never like one of the only guys to do you did you write no, he didn't write all ten at the finals, but made the no, finals think, more than anybody else in the history of the NFR. Like made it like twenty times, didn't he? I I don't know about that. I knew back in my day, I remember Jerome Robinson beat that record. Okay. I mean that's I mean, I remember the Cow Palace, he was fighting with uh not fist fighting, but they were battling for that record. It was coming down. God, I'm trying to think who it was with. But Jerome had Jerome was getting that record, and I don't know if they ever beat it or not. To make the finals the most amount of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I got to look at this. I, I'm pretty sure yep. Ted made it like 20 times. Did he? I think so. I got to look back here oh, yeah. now and try I, and find it, but I, I could be, Oh, I I'm wrong. 14 times. Yeah. So Take then I think Jerome was maybe 12 or something. 13. Okay. Okay. That could be it. Yeah. Um, Sorry to go get you sidetracked on that. No, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some wild stories from, from the days on the road too. I remember, I remember Gary had one about somebody. Oh, what the heck was the story now? We were at the, we were at the school and he said somebody, uh, somebody there. I don't know if it was a bull rider or cowboy. I don't know who it was now, but he had this story about this, like cowboy guy ended up being like high centered on somebody else's wife and somebody shot him in the back and killed him. That was a pretty, <laughs> that was a pretty wild story, but okay. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't. I'm not going there. <laughs> Dude, nice, that's a nice piece of cheese, but I'm not going there. <laughs> now, if we're I just, beer and this, we're not on tape. I'll tell you every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's what, what what can you tell us that that be uh, close to the line though? I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. Like, there's just so much stuff out there, and before cameras, and like, it probably it's used such to be so a different much time. time. Yeah, it's yeah, a different time. Well. Okay, I'll give you this little, I'll give you this one, okay? We were, Lafue buys this bucking machine, right? Yeah. And uh, it's the gold nugget. It's the best bucking machine at the time. And we're, we're just being carnies, you know, we're going to fairs and and and, play, and running this bucking machine and getting people on it, making money. And um, so Gary, Gary, I run it and Gary would run it. And we get, hell, we'd get 60, 80 people watching people ride it. And then we go to Sacramento Fair and it's, Remember them old two tops that girls used <laughs> yeah, to wear? Yeah. So, so Gary, he, he, I'm running it. Gary's somewhere. I can't tell you where he's at. And there's got to be 50 people out there. And this girl gets on there and, and, and she's, her pants are really tight and white, just white pants. Right. And she's got this tube top on and I'm just, I'm just playing it along, you know, let her dump a kick and I'm telling her to move forward and get, get with it. And then I turn it to the crowd and I just start butt jumping and kicking it. And that top falls down and then pants split completely out. And she's screaming, turn it off, turn it off. And, she can't do it. and I keep, finally I see Gary, Gary's over there behind the crowd and he is crying laughing. Oh, no. Finally I turn it off and she, I got cast and out she goes. But yeah, just almost undressed her on the bucket machine. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nowadays I'd go to jail. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's man. wild. That's awesome. Hey, Alan, oh. what uh, I I know, like you know, obviously riding Oscar, that's like you know, feather in your cap. You know, was there a bull that you strapped it on that you thought, holy shit, this one might be bit, you know, bigger and better? Yeah. Well, definitely yeah. bigger, but better than Oscar. Yeah, I I mean, I rode plus sixty one a flying use at San Bernardino one year. And he was unridden for a, oh, a hell, he went a long time to, I think he had crippled, you know. Uh, I wrote him, and then uh, yeah, there was been, there's been a handful that have been warranting for, you didn't get the high score on them because you didn't get the publicity and all that stuff. But when you got off, you know, and that's why I think I go back to them bulls that are up and down and strong and, 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 and every jump's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where Oscar, you could not make a mistake or he had you. Yeah. But if you did it right, you were there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you couldn't beat him over there. If you did beat him over there, he'd, he'd go to moving, you know, and he'd have that herlaceous roll right out of there, which I'll tell you what benefited me was my long legs. Right. On him. Yep. They really did. 
you know, and I pulled that rope right up on his shoulders and that's kind of what I did there. Yeah. Hmm. But, and, but, and, uh, uh, and being, being, uh, you know, this is a Canadian podcast. Can you tell us the best Canadian bull that you've ever seen? Well, that's hands down. Which one? Hell, in my era, we sent you guys bunny. You wouldn't get on him. <laughs> <laughs> now look at all you shits up there. It's bred from bunny. And that, what was the white bull? Horrible Hagar. Yeah. Hagar, we yes. sent, I was there when them, I was there when them bulls first went to the NFR in Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the highest yeah. scores ever in Canada was, uh, was uh, Dale. Not Dale. It was... Uh, Bruce Johansson rode Hagar for like 94 in Wainwright. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm going to tell you, them, them Johansson boys were mm-hmm. all there. They, well, I don't I hear think enough. The three of us water. on this podcast probably steer riding school. Did you go away? Yeah, yeah. Did you oh, yeah. Go to the, yeah, I went yeah. to the steer riding and bull riding school. Yeah. 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 Me yeah. too. So, but, yeah. But uh, I'll tell you who else rode the rank of some bitches in the world is, is, is Slewwater. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepy. Uh, yeah. He was bad. No, Slewwater was Dan Lowry. No, no, not Slew Water, but uh, yeah, uh, Sleepy. Yeah, yeah, Sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've I've yeah, heard he a lot of good things about Slew Water too, about Dan Lowry though too. Yeah, Dan Dan Lowry was badness. I remember uh, we did a. This is in the transition of the bull ridings, and uh, they called me and they wanted me to do this bull riding in Phoenix. And I said, yeah, no problem. I come from our circuit finals. Charlie's putting it on. This is before the the PBR. You know, they kind of had all these. And so I get there. Well, Charlie informs me I'm the only judge. I go, what? (laughs) He goes, yeah, I'm the only judge. And he goes, and this is how you're going to do it. And then I mean, Tuff and them are all there. We got the best in the world. This is the first time I've ever seen the IRA guys and everybody get invited. You know, all the other association guys. And so I said, okay. He goes, you just turn, you mark them. Total score, turn around, tell the announcer. They write it down and move on. I said, okay. And I go, all right, all right. I'm thinking this shit out. So I, me and Lambert get over there and we, I said, come here, we got to figure this shit out. And if they don't make the whistle, I still got to mark them. Mark so, the whole ride or mark, yeah. what are you marking? Really? So like if, like if you're going to be 88 for five seconds and you get bucked off, you're going to be 55. I'm going to go every 10, every 10 points for every second. You don't make it. Holy. Okay. We can do that. So I, I got that down. So then I go, what about that last second? This is when we, me and Cody, I said, that last second, I don't know what to do. So Slew Water, first some buck out of the hat, rides one, seven, nine. Oh, no. And I go, ooh, I think I think I have him, uh, I think he was going to be 86 or 87, which was a lot back then. Mm-hmm. So I just took I just took one point off, which the crowd didn't know. I just turned around and said, 87. And they said, okay, well, he ends up winning the round. Thank God. And then, uh, I mean, the, the whole bull riding went this way. And I'm sitting there and I told Charlie Sampson, I said, I'm going to kill you when I get done here. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> but it ended up saved, it ended up really good because they rode like 12 in the long round and four in the short round. And, and the guys that d- doubled up, you know, it was good. Yeah, so it ended, there was no bitching. As a, you know, a fairly young official, I couldn't imagine doing that nowadays. Holy. Hey, yeah. So listen to this. This uh, We go up to after party and, and we get our checks and stuff. And this uh, Charlie and this LD, OD or whatever his name is, they have a, they have their own crew there. And this, and this, uh, this I, maybe Snyder, was it Snyder? He, one of them was there and they go, this girl standing and they go, hey, what about the judges? 
and this girl has no idea it's me yeah that was the worst shit i ever seen in my life and he goes oh i want to introduce you to alan he was the judge like she just it was snyder she ran like a goat now i'm telling you right there. oh man yeah but oh, it was yeah. it was it was a good experience I look, I look back quick and we got Wacy Kathy at 14, Ted yes. Noose at 14, Donnie Gay 13, Tough at 12, Jerome at 11. 11. Okay. So that shows yeah. you I'm dating myself there. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. That Wacy, that Wacy, of course, every time he come to Canada, he beat you guys. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he won a lot out of Calgary. Uh, hey, and two times he comes straight to my house and when the money and the one time uh, I got to tell you this story, this has got to be on there. So he's married to Karen. And they come to the house and, and Wacy's had like two jobs in his life, you know, two jobs, seriously. And uh, so he wins, what, 38, 39,000 after he gets the exchange and he goes home that and that Karen, the next that that winter, I see him. I see Karen. I go, what do you buy you for for uh, Christmas? He goes, a waffle iron. I said, what? He goes, yeah, that's all he paid for is a waffle iron. I said, well, how'd that fight? He goes. That bastard's been eating waffles for four months, and that's all he had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, man. What about uh, – oh, geez, there's just so many things I'm thinking now. So so you would have been around for the beginning of the PBR. Where, yes. And you weren't, you weren't competing, but you would have been one of the first judges to go to anything. But would they – like, did they – Snyder told us that he, he had a chance to buy in, and he, and he didn't do it. They had that first meeting was in Calgary. But yeah. Like, where were you in, in on, on that? I was judging. I was judging. judging and, and I'll tell you, I did the first uh, BROs. Yeah. And this, this is start. I went to Tacoma. They called me up there. Dennis, Dennis and Shaw called me up there. And then, so I was doing the BROs. I was doing Charlie's little bull riding set. And then they were all kind of forming and fighting and all that stuff. And then the PBRs coming down. And, and uh, I remember, I remember in the car with Cody and them we were driving from Red Bluff or one of them up there at the Sacramento airport. And they're talking about uh, the buy-ins and everything else. I said, well, I'd like to buy in. They said, you can't. You're a judge. That would look terrible. I said, oh, I got you. You know, and, and after the fact, it was, I, I understand. Yeah. Even to be a silent partner would have been something, though. It would have been, to be an option. Yeah. I, I, I get it where, I get, I get where they said no. That you would look like, it. it would look like crap. And I yeah, 100% yeah. agreed with him. Yeah. Hmm. Then it would be a, just a show, you know, yeah. just a set up show hmm. and no they no did other, it right there were no other opportunities that way either than i would imagine you couldn't have no, got back in was, the second time or third time or weren't no i was pretty much uh, out of it then i mean i i yeah. totally come down to fort worth we hung out and when the pbr meeting he had some dealings because he had the pbr up there and stuff and they were dealing we had the pbr i think finals or it was a clint brong or something right there at the one arena and and uh but uh, i was just never groom back into it because i could really see their point you know it would yeah it would muddy the waters so alan um, when you when you uh that year that the pbr formed um you know I, I i believe the story was then bull riders left the room to go go to the finals the nfr and they were all wearing their pbr coats and yeah things like that were you were you judging that year and, and yes how, if you were like how, how did that you know did it did it put fear into the prca that you know this is coming and we might lose. More I don't. I think by the time they got there, Barry, it was it was established. It was strong, and it was professional. And them boys all handled themselves good. And uh, I don't think the PBR had. I mean, the PRCA had any rub on them. I, if you look back, guys, 
Do you know what the uh, what was the what was the movie? Uh, not eight seconds before that with John Travolta and him. Oh, uh, Urban, Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Do you know how much money Urban Cowboy helped the business? Tons. Yeah. Tons. And so, thousands of pairs of boots and hats and buckles yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, in, in the same wild rags and all that. And I mean, it, it, it brought notoriety to our rodeos. And, and actually, the PBR was hitting a whole different audience. Mm-hmm. You know, and the powers to be back then with the PRCA, I'm sure they had probably some little grumblings on it. But if they looked at the business that it brought rodeo in general, it's all a big family, in my opinion. Yeah. I know we have some different aspects right now going on that they wanted yeah, one side don't like them. And it's, you know, but if they just treated it like one big family and they weren't competing for the same, you know, that's the same dollar throughout who's got it. Yeah. You know, so that's well, kind of where I'm at, you know, speaking of, speaking of that too, you, you, uh, well, I think I'd introduced, introduced you on cause our, um, you were a PRCA pro official for a long time, but is, is that still the case? Are no. you still, that is not the case anymore? Nope. Nope. I'm in between a, uh, a situation where I'm, uh, I got mashed at the buck and shoots over there at Burley and it tore my shoulders up and I had to have a couple hernia surgeries and I've been going on with it because of COVID that was, that was August and because of COVID hell, I had to go all the way through till, till, uh, April. And, uh, I, there's some things I didn't want to give up that they added on that was new. So I told, I just said, well, I'm just going to have to go away you know, at this time. Okay. And go a different, go a different direction, I guess. Yeah. I can actually retire. We had retirement. Yeah. So I I can actually retire and do things when I get healthy and do things on the side and be just as happy and could possibly go back as a reserve and put in for the rodeos I choose to go to. It's, it's, it's not a negative at all. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a retirement mm-hmm. and you're, and you're moving on to the next, uh, next yeah. step of what that looks like. Yeah. Well, whatever it looks like, you know, well, and then okay. maybe you'd have some free time Alan, to get your ass up here and we could actually mark some bulls together. Well, I was going to be the first American to get to go up there two years ago. Yeah. The Calgary, right. Did you know that? I did yeah. know that. Yeah. I was supposed to come up there last year, uh, Butch and I and Steve Knowles. Yeah. And Judge well, Calgary. When, when Keely, you know, when Keely's got his bull riding, we should, you know, you should get on a plane and come up to the to the Glen Keeley and and uh, make Justin get you to work and and uh, hey maybe awesome. I, can I tell you some stories about him? Yeah, go please, ahead. Please we do. like stories about old fat. I will sure. not. I will not rat, rat him off. I will not. <laughs> but he he was a good boy. I'm telling you right there. That's a good somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. And as a riding turd too. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about Justin Keeley? Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. His old fathead. Yeah. Yeah, fathead. Me and fathead get along pretty good too. <laughs> I did some bow rides with him. He's 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 great. Yeah. Good yeah. people. He, yes. Uh, yeah. I talked to him beforehand, and we didn't we didn't get connected. But he said, uh, "I'm sure." He just texted me just now. He said, "I'm sure you've done it already." But ask him about riding Oscar more times than anyone. I didn't realize you rode him more than anybody else. Well, actually, Donnie did. Uh, uh, he's talking about the time I didn't get marked. Donnie, yeah. Donnie rode him at Angel's Camp and then rode him to the Cow Palace. And then uh, in 80, right when we were going to retire him, he was old and and Bob, and he had him in the 10th go around the NFR and Bob flanked him. And uh, he didn't have a good day at all, but he okay. ended up do- turning Don- Donnie upside down and against the fence. It was good. It was a good finish. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Um, I think 79 on him or something. He didn't buck very good. Oh, had a bad day. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, guys, I don't know what else to ask right now. Um, there's a couple more, I guess, like biggest moments. Um, well, there's a couple things, I guess. And if there was a NFL official uh, story that you had, that was, did you, did you meet up with those guys in San Antonio or where was it where you met up with the NFL guys and how and the, my, uh, Mike Carrera and the boys? Yeah. 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 We met up with them and they, and they kind of followed our paths and, and wanted to know how we judged. And it was a good, it was a good experience for them. And they just could not believe um, how we'd make them markings. And, you know, like they're, they're in quarter boxes and stuff for the officials up there. And they're in charge of just certain things where we're in charge of everything from knockdowns to the barrier working, the flagging, you know, and, and they ask about replay. This was the push about replay. And, um, and I'm for replay because I, I, I'm one of the guys that help on the replay time or two here in the PBR, but you're in the same arena conditions. It's cameras, same place every time for everybody, you know, and then, uh, you know, so you're going to make the calls, you know, it's just black and white. That's how it is. And this is what we see. And you just slapped him at four, not eight, you know, seven. So they live with it. But uh, um, they, they, they said it would be a detriment to our business because they have millions and millions and millions of dollars wrapped up in video now and replay. They wish they never done. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cause it's so much of a mess to get it and it slows down the game and it, it's just a, yeah. Well, yeah. And, it, and yeah, I'm all for to get it right. I was a replay judge at the American a couple years ago. Yep. And the contestants all seemed to want it. And, and Cody and I was a replay. Cody wasn't official, but I was there and we had, uh, well, we had, I'll tell you this, this is a, a we had four calls. Uh, two of them were in the Bronx riding. Mark went against the Bronx riding. And uh, then they went, went against the calf roper and the, and the tie calf. And then they didn't call a replay on Scott, which it ended up being what it would, with Scott Scheffner on that, on the knockdown on the, on the leg deal. I mean, for the dough, you know, but Scott yeah. was great. He didn't call a replay or anything, but, but that was, uh, that had been four minuses, huh. you know, that's why oh, they took geez. it out. They didn't want it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I thought I should ask about uh, the highest score you've marked down or some of the most memorable moments or, good and bad calls in, in your career that way. Well, I, I, I'll go, I'm trying to be a positive guy. I've had the blessings yeah. to mark a lot of great scores. I mean, a lot. Uh, I marked JB 48 on that black, white face at Sioux Falls. Oh he yeah. Right Pearl Harbor. That's a hell of a I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you, I'm marking 48 and Cody asked me how to get to it. And I said, this is how, and he goes, okay. I mean, he is right in my grill where I'm sitting, you know, uh, Michael Gaffney, uh, on, on that one of Canada's, I don't know. Raisin Kane, I believe the Bulls. Were yes, it was. That was a good bull ride. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the negative, because this is where you grow from. So we're in the short go at San Antonio. I'm flagging the bulldogging. And Jason Miller runs his steer, and this is for the chips. And he comes around there, and, and the horse is block, kind of blocking me. I'm not moving. There's the secret right here. I'm not getting where I need to be. And all I see him down in the front end is so I say, get him up. He picks him up, throws him down, and they replay it 30 times with a packed house. And all I hear was for four minutes booing, right? <laughs> Boo! You suck, you know? And I'm going, yeah, I suck. I keep looking up and going, oh, God, don't play it again, you know? And Jason <laughs> oh, is no. fantastic. Jason is fantastic. You know, he knows the deal. And so the next morning they get on a plane and they go to Tucson, which is a real long score. 
and Jason misses the bear and he runs him down there. And I'm telling you, it's, you could, the people look this small by the time he gets off down there. He brings one around and some smart ass out of the bunch yells, get him up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, no. Nobody knows if he's up or down or not. You know? <laughs> oh no. But that was, that was the most atrocious call. I think. What about, uh, you mentioned the movies. I got to ask about that a little bit. What, what did you do in the, in the movie business? You said, you well, I, I've done some stunts. Yeah. I'm getting way too old. As you can see, I'm in a sling now and stuff. <laughs> but uh, when I started, I did some stunts and stuff. And then I worked on Deadwood from the start to finish the series. Yeah. As wrangling and driving wagons and background and all that stuff. And then, uh, and just, it just, it just goes from there. Like uh, I got a good friend of family that lives there to have movie animals, the lilies and Todd Forsberg and them, they have movie animals. So when they have a job, I can, if I'm not working, I can go over there and work. Okay. And it's good money. It's good. It's union, it's kind of union stuff. But then my daughter and, and uh, Dylan Vick, he's a big stunt guy. They yeah. Lived in, bull rider. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he was, uh, he, uh, I was there when he was born, him and his okay. dad and I went to school together, but anyway, they, they've been working around the clock there in New Mexico on the movies. And then just the other day after the finals, I went and did a deal with a few on Jackass four. Oh, oh no yeah. way. <laughs> right on okay, guys. You got to hear this. So I get there and Gary's kind of turns the reins over to me and I know the shots and stuff and I'm, I'm kind of heading it out for him. And, and this Johnny Knoxville, I guess, you know, they're all, they're all nuts. Right. Yeah. They want this bull. And I set it up, but this bull is going to hit him. And I said, I tell the AD first AD and the the director, I go, he's going to kill him. Oh no, no. We do this stuff all the time. I go, I understand. That was 30 years ago when you guys were all loaded, you know, I said, this is going to be serious. Oh yeah. Okay. So we turn him out and he hits him pretty good. And Johnny, Johnny don't like it. So we bring in the, I think it's black, the red bull. And the next one, we wipe him out. I mean, uh, oh, bro- no. brain bleed, uh, broken ribs. I mean, oh, they haul no. it. And, and our next shot was going to be, you know, the little circles in the arena where all the other guys get in. We're going to yeah, turn this bull out. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so the, as soon as he goes out of the, out of the ranch, <laughs> all of them there, and we're, and we're starting to set up that shot. And they go, hey, the boss is gone. No way. They all hold ass. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I can't wait to see how they, they see it in the movie because it was a wicked hit. Yeah. Holy shit. So they're making another one. I didn't even know they're making another one. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. I haven't heard oh, a word. Man. And this is right during COVID, you know, right in yeah. the middle of COVID season down there. So I figured, hell, I, you'd hear if he died or not. But that, Gary told me the other day he's doing good. Holy <laughs> shit. Jesus. Holy shit. So is that, that's got to be one of the wildest stories you had in the movie business. But dead. And yeah. like, well, uh, no, I did, uh, I did some stunts on, uh, with Lonzo Lamas, this is going to be 93 um, in that series. He had a series when he had the long hair. He's kind of a bounty hunter deal. And so they had me ride a bull. Hadn't been on bull in what, you know, I don't know, six, eight years or something, you know. And so I pick my bull. I get 25 of flying use, and they want me to hang up to him, which is no big deal. Big, big Brennell wiped out Johnny Chavez at the finals that year, but he was good to ride. And they said, and then that after that, we're going to – act like you throw it in the arena with your hands tied and he's going to hook you. The bad guys are. I said, okay. So I get on the bull and I said, you're probably only going to get one take because I'm going to beat you sore. You know, I'm, I'm out of shape. And so I ride him around there about six, seven seconds. And I just drop down in there around his head and hang ups for about, you know, 10, 12 seconds. And should I get out of there cleaning shit? I think I'm John Wayne. You know? <laughs> I planned that shit, you know, and I, I got all my guys there, Stevens and all them guys around there. 
you know, so they said, we're going to hold that one shot off till tonight. Well, by the time it got cold down there at Poway, I mean, I couldn't hardly move. And so they bring 25 back in and I'm, I've got this rope around my hands, act like I'm tied. Well, it's really, I can just pull my hand out if something goes wrong. And, and they turn him out. And I'm just standing out there like they throwed me out there in front of him. And he runs by me and he usually keeps his head really low. That's why I picked him. And he guy could just let him hit me in the ass with that horn and flip me. And he, he'll blow right on by. And it's the first time he goes by me, no hit. I go, huh. So they bring him back in. The second time he comes to there, he, uh, he raises his head a little bit. and He don't hit me. So I make Mike Stevens said, warm him up. Because if we don't, his head's going to be higher than mine when he comes out of the shoot. I'm dead, you know. And he comes out of there. And when he hits me, he breaks my hand, rolls my fingers around that deal. And he hooks shit out of me, broke my wrist and everything else. Oh, and hell, no. I was off Jesus for six Christ. months. Jesus. Oh, wow. Do they pay yeah. you more for that at least? Yeah, I got a lot of money for it. Holy yeah, shit. That's good. Yeah. Jeez. If it had been a big movie deal, this Billy Burton, who's big in Hollywood, he said that would have been a $25,000, $30,000 stunt right there, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly Holy. how he said it. Yeah, Holy. That's awesome. That is wild. Um, Holy, this has been awesome, Alan. I don't, I'm. I, I got one more. Right I got yeah, one go more about, about the NFR, Alan. When you, when yeah. you guys, when you know, judging the NFR and stuff, when they used to have them Wrangler bullfights, um, yeah. did, did you guys have to judge them too? Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, about that. We, me and Teddy I, were talking with Ryan on the weekend about those, you know, old scary suckers. And yeah, and I was curious if, if you had to mark them too. Yeah. I, I, I do the bullfights usually at Salinas. Okay. And uh, the BROs, our, our, our fellow Canadian, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. He lives Her? here in Vegas. And he, uh, and I had, I, I would always help him line up the bull, the, whoever's judging rodeo, who we thought was the best. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy them. I mean, yeah. they got good bulls now, and these guys are getting after it. It's good. Yeah. You, sh- you should see how long Ryan Burns' hair is right now, Alan. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but I bet it's probably close to what it was like in the 80s for him. I would, oh, yeah, I would say right. so, yeah. It's down to his it back a few sure. years. I, that's oh, yeah. the only one we're missing on this podcast because I still want to know about the cow in the front yard and – how many coyotes, coyotes they shot off that cow? <laughs> you know about that? No, what's the story there? Oh God, they that cow died, so they that you know it's almost winter time. It's they they dragged the cow somewhat up by the house, and they're telling me the story. And Ryan is, I'm going, what? He goes, I go, what about the stinking? He goes, no, nah, I don't stink. Heck, it's too cold. He goes, but Bill, we'll, we'll kill we'll kill fifty coyotes trying to come eat that sunbuck. They just oh, sit there on the front porch and pop them. No way. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, if yeah, we're not having that story, if we would have given that idea this weekend, Teddy, they would have had two cows out there, him and Tanner. <laughs> oh man, I lo- oh. I'll tell you something. I love I've loved that Ryan Byrne from day one. <laughs> He's one of my heroes. Yep. Tracy, yeah, uh, I think we better uh, wrap it up. I, I think All right, there's, guys. One more, there's one more question for sure. Unless you guys got anything else, Bear. Oh man, I'm, nope. sure, I'm yeah. sure we could go on for more hours, but we've got to oh, save yeah. some stuff for you get you up here and have some have Next some time. drinks yeah. and, and do it in person. Oh, yeah. That'd be I'd be awesome. Well, well, let me set it in. Last time I was up, you bastards, give me that beer. It's way stronger from than down here. <laughs> <laughs> when were you up here last? For that judging seminar in Vancouver. Okay. That's where Bear was. I was the sick guy for like three days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was Wild Wednesday there at the Holiday Inn or wherever we were at. That we yeah. drink. I was drinking. Yeah, look at him laugh. Yeah, it was so good. 
Yeah, well, no, oh, yeah. E- either way, we'll we'll catch you up here sometime, or we, we might be down in Vegas, so we might be able to catch you down there too. Yeah, do that, so, guys. Even yeah, it'd be great even to get together. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, so we'll wrap it up with the question we ask everybody: What is your definition of cowboy shit? It's it's our lifestyle, and it's what we it's what we do, and it's the way I look at it is is uh, it's how we react. You know, we don't. It's kind of like this COVID deal. Don't lay down in the corner and get your mask on and. Let them kick you around. Uh, my, my county down here hasn't obliged to any of it. Now, thank God I live here, you know. I mean, you wear it on if you want, but that's just cowboy shit. It's just be yourself and, and be honest. Uh, that's the honesty, I think, and the integrity, I think, is the best about us and our, our business. I really do. I like and it. fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. fun. That's for sure, yeah. I'll be 63 years old, boys. I, I still think I'm 30. <laughs> but the oh, body yeah. don't, shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for doing this, Alan. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate finally uh, getting lined up and getting the show done. Thanks a lot. Anytime, guys. Anytime. And if you get down here for city business down here, I'm only an hour and a half from Vegas. Okay. Perfect. That's good to know. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you. uh, Thank you very much. Thanks for the show. We'll uh, we'll catch up again here soon. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 93 of Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Our co-host, Bear Lightbound, is here today. Thanks to our guest, Alan Jordan, for being on the show. Thanks to our sponsor, Circle 4 Ranch Water. It's very refreshing. It's, uh, if you don't drink Circle like 4 Ranch Water, then fuck you. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that, Wace, but I, it's a good ad. Well, I don't see why not, man. Sounds like... Uh, <laughs> it's our show. We do what we do what we want. Oh, shit. Uh Thanks again, though. Appreciate uh, Courtney Todd on on hooking us up. We've uh, we've almost spent our entire sponsorship on Ranch Water now. We're <laughs> it might be a net zero thing by the end of the uh, end of the campaign, but hey, it's all right. It's good stuff, worthwhile. Um, would recommend if you haven't got any yet, give it a whirl. Check it out. Check out. Uh, uh, they're they're available like in liquor stores all over Alberta and down there in Saskatchewan. So yeah, if you have a, if you don't see it in your local liquor stores, request some Circle Four Ranch Water. They'll get it in for you. I know because I worked in the industry. And that's how you do it? And that's how it works. Yeah. You put in there, you bug them enough for your local store, they'll get it in. And you can uh, check out where to get your Circle Four Ranch Water at uh, ranchwater.ca. Check it out. They got all those. And stay tuned to their Instagram channels too because they always post stories every day of where they're at. So it's at Circle Four Ranch Water. Make sure to. Make sure to tag us in your posts about the ranch water. Uh, let us know where you're, where you're having one from. Make sure uh, folks know that you tried it out because of, of the guys at Cowboy Shit. So give it a whirl. They definitely went over well in PA. We uh, we brought enough for the weekend, and they lasted about two hours into the first <laughs> night. So went over well over there. That's a good sign. That's a good, you know, that's, you know, that's a good product. Well, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Storm was like, I was like, Storm, we got to get more booze. And I'm like, and she's like, well, I brought enough for the week. Who, who drank it all? I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I had a couple <laughs> just said, grew some legs and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, dang, what else, Wace? We, uh, it's good to be back. I got back. sunburned pretty bad on the weekend. I'm struggling here. Bad. Like, that, my feet uh, are very sunburned. Is that from, uh, what, what was up with your, oh, from boating yesterday afternoon on Sunday? Hey, but then mm-hmm. you had, uh, what was up with the full denim, uh, denim 
like Canadian tuxedo and then you're wearing fucking white shoes. What was that about? So I forgot my boots. You didn't, you forgot your boots for go to the back to the back to business. Dude, it was my first, was the first time I've been to a fucking rodeo in like two years. Jeez. Oh, and like, and like, so what happened was I, le- I left right after work on Friday. So yeah. I woke up, I woke up at six and I packed as much stuff as I could because I didn't have much time the night before. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll just grab my boots as I walk out the door in the morning. And then and forgot them. Didn't bring my boots, but you know what, man? I didn't mind. It, I thought it was, it was a good fit. Hey, you know? that's pretty good to only forget your, uh, your boots. Like you could have forgot a belt or you could have forgot like your hat, but you only and it was close, boots. man. It was close. And like, know? nobody's going to notice if you're not wearing your boots. So that's okay. Yeah. Unless I, like, well, I brought attention to it, but I, I thought, I thought it was a good fit, man. White Nikes are slick. I'm on the, yeah. officially a part of the white shoes gang. It's not horrible. <laughs> Bear, what do you got? What do you got next? What's your next uh, next event? Uh, Clooney. Clooney, yeah, okay. I think that's one of my next ones, except for I think I'm supposed to do this barrel racing for Calgary. Oh Stampede. right, I forgot about that, Teddy. Yeah, yeah You're I gotta a big go. Barrel racer announcer now. Um, not the first time, maybe the second or third, but uh, yeah, Kino called up the other day. He's like, hey, when we we're in PA, he's like, hey, uh, so we're gonna do this this uh, qualifier for the Stampede, three spots. Um, and we're going to do it in Innisfail on like Sunday and Monday. Can you go, can you go do it? And I'm like, he's like, you can bring your sound stuff. We want to make it, make it like, you know, produce up a little bit. And then he's like, if you want to, you can announce it too. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why? You know, why not? I'll, I'll do it. So we'll see. So if you're out there putting on a barrel race and you need a guy to come do your sound and you have your announcing and you have 20 bucks for the guy, we got a guy. I'll consider it. One of our very own Ted Stillman. You will not turn down any work. Um, and he might. has experience I might. I definitely and he might. has experience i might turn it down not gonna lie we'll see he spent time around the best announcers in the game so you know he's his barrel racing stuff is gonna be <laughs> chef kiss i probably good. only say names sometimes <laughs> it'll probably be pretty uh pretty basic yeah what do you say when they go around the first barrel test nothing i just here she it. comes around in a spirit <laughs> no that'd be too much <laughs> get wore out <laughs> i don't even i wouldn't want to offend anyone because i'd say something and then i'd be and then i'd be offensive that i'd get canceled because of barrel racing probably wouldn't be good <laughs> you gotta be worried we gotta be wary with the barrel oh. racer crowd what else you got that's boys? a cool got some... that's a cool opportunity though for those girls you know to oh get yeah some, big uh, time, eh? get into the big show that's pretty good calgary yeah. i think they should do it for every event at some point just let her buck That'd just awesome. full full american style um enter up calgary you want to get into calgary here you go you pay 10 grand you can get in just keep keep entering yeah, for that reason for that reason i'm old man <laughs> 500 fees for those girls to try and enter it's kind of a lot so i mean well that's like entering Pinoca, win, though really you can win that much yeah it's true it's like when going to Pinoca. you can win more here right so so is there gonna be like a probably the best 2d 3d fees. or just like a one <laughs> winner take all man i'd have a 3d for qualifier you're gonna qualify a 3d girl come on i don't the only know the thing we have d's in right now is is golf because you're in the 4d of golf and I'm in 3D. Buddy. I'm probably gonna win money this week again. Hey, you might. We we didn't tell our story about the fucking golf thing, did, did mm. we? We can't mention any names. We should no tell names. this story though. So we show up. Did Bear? I told you this, right? <laughs> yeah, I story you told me the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry about you have to listen to it again. But anyways, we uh, we this is for the people. So we show up to the golf course on Wednesday. It's men's night, and this was like what would have been the Two weeks ninth, Two, the ninth of yeah. June. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. So. Ago. Oh, so we no the night it was it was a second it was a second, second, yeah, June, a second. Yeah. yeah so we uh show up to the golf course and, and they're like oh you guys are golfing with those guys they're awesome you guys will have a ton of fun so we get up to the first tee 
and we're like these i we meet the guys and we have you know it seems like sweet dudes and we tee off and and they're both uh they're both physicians and i'm like oh you know cool sweet guys and then one of them makes this comment he's like oh it's gonna be fun when the shrooms kick in and i'm like what shrew like He's got to be joking. Yeah, he can't mean actually. These guys are doctors. These guys are learning doctors. These are doctors. doctors. They're not doing drugs. And then we went to the second team. I'm like, hey, were you? What's the deal with the shroom comment? Like, is that legit? Are you fucking with me? Or like, what's going on? And he says, oh no, you want some? And and I look at Wacy. I'm like, fuck. Um, let me think about it. So we get like halfway down the fairway, and I'm talking to Wacy. I'm like, man, like considering our options. And I ask the guy like. So what's this going to do? Is it going to freak me out? I'm going to be okay. What, you know, what's going to happen? And, uh, Wacy, like, what were you thinking at the time? I was, going I, was I was all in. I was going to do it. <laughs> I had no hesitation. I had no, no reservations. Hesitation? I was, I'm just like, you know what, man, we're out here with two, uh, medical professionals. So yeah. if things go sideways, you're with the right kind of people. Yeah. Like you could, you know, yeah. It's, well, it's and like the ideal situation. Like you want, if you're going to do drugs, you're going to do them with doctors at a golf course. It's going to be, and it's one of those things too, where like, I want to, I want, I'm open to experience. I want to try some stuff and I haven't, haven't, haven't gave it a go. So I was like, you know what, what's worse that can happen. It's true. And it turned out to be a great time. Yeah. And then I won like 300 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, Wacy won a bunch of the couple of the net skin somehow. It's one of those cases where I'm so bad that I'm good. Like I work, like I, I'm the perfect athlete for men's night skins. (laughs) Cause my uh, handicap is so high. (laughs) The, uh, I remember, I remember it was very subtle. Cause it was like, it wasn't too crazy. We didn't get, we didn't freak out and see, uh, man, it was, it was awesome. Stuff. Everything was so oh, yeah. vivid and yeah, nice the colors and... were very, very vivid and, and, uh, chill vibes. It was great. Yeah. Great vibes in the, and the, uh, <laughs> what else? The birdie juice was flowing. Was it the birdie juice was a flowing? Oh, the boys were buzzing, man. It was what a else? heck of a, heck of a men's night. I remember what taking a whiz at one point I was taking a pee and I looked at this tree branch, like a, like a pine tree branch. And it was, it was like came at me almost. It was just so vivid and so it was impressive. That's we're, like just, quite the we're just going like, whoa, look at this. <laughs> the best was we, uh, we get to the, the old watering hole after and we have some pizza and some beers. And then, yeah, Ted, Ted, Ted pulls up like the leaderboard and he scrolls down and like somehow my name ends up at the top of it with like $278. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I, I, I might be one of the Not best bad. amateur athletes of all time. He's saying this after his first men's night bear. No, because I've won. No, I've won money in so many different sports. I've won money playing golf. I've won money team roping. I've won money calf roping. I've won money riding bulls. I've won money playing hockey. Like what? Like where else can? What else am I going to win at? It's going to get uh, old soon. Probably a few other ones. It's <laughs> probably a few other ones. Um, I got a call. I, got, I don't know who's calling me. It's probably spam, eh? I'll just let it go to voicemail. The let CRA probably. Yeah, probably nice. about to go to jail, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Um, I guess we better uh, call it a show, though. Hey, boys, got anything else for uh, for June sixteenth? I guess. Uh, no man, things are happening in the world. Worlds, yeah, worlds yeah. slowly. Open. Stampede's gonna happen. Yeah. Shit's yeah. on the go. We're happy. You got that big sales coming up, Bear? You think we need to pump some uh, yeah, here? They want to sponsor us or what? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good sponsor, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah, we're oh, busy yeah. though. Yeah, we got That's lots good of stuff coming. Good to hear. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, appreciate the time, boys. We'll. Uh, don't we'll forget up. to get Thanks your cowboy shit. Don't yeah. forget to get your ranch water. Yeah. And we Take got us another... in your cowboy shit. Take us in your ranch water. And we got another uh, sponsor in the works too. We might have to uh, plug a couple other ads in here for, for the next show, but we'll work on that. We'll get back to y'all next time. Thanks for, Thanks for listening, folks. It's been Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Thanks to our co-host, Bear. 
Lightbound, our guest this week, Alan Jordan, and our editor, as always, Sean Morton. Hey, we can't forget about Storm. She does all the graphics, makes look make us makes us look good. So appreciate everybody listening. We'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one. So bye to-